We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Nittleton. Welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in Malvern, a fine town boasting much of interest to the visitor. The name Malvern derives from the Celtic words describing the original settlement, the prefix mall meaning spring water pools, while the word vern refers to small areas of woodland. Hence the precise translation, little woods pools. <laughs> Morvan's proud boast is that theirs is the only natural spring water used by Queen Elizabeth II. And when in 1987 a Royal Act of Charter was drawn up to sanction supplies of bottled water to Her Majesty, she kindly invited the town council to witness as she passed it. <laughs> a major source of local employment is provided by the Coca-Cola Company, in the 1950s, the townsfolk erected a memorial to the factory's founder in the form of a statue in the main square. However, this has recently required some restoration after all its teeth fell out. <laughs> <laughs> the town's first known documentation dates from 1083, when its lavish Benedictine monastery was built. It's recorded that this was the cause of much friction with the nearby convent of St Agatha, as the monastery was maintained by a generous endowment from Edward the Confessor. And the nuns jealously eyed the monks, who were obviously so well endowed. <laughs> the surrounding district still bears the name of Malvern Chase, which was originally a royal hunting forest, but in later years, it became the haunt of petty thieves and ne'er-do-wells seeking a refuge in which to avoid retribution for their series of criminal acts against an unsuspecting public. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. <laughs> they are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, on my right, Andy Hamilton and Tim Brooke Taylor. And please welcome our lovely assistant, who, in her eagerness to help the teams, is prepared to bend over backwards on the desk next to me. <laughs> the ever delightful scorer, Samantha. <laughs> OK, the first round on my running order is New Definitions, which is a regular favourite. With whom it doesn't specify. <laughs> the English language is constantly changing and has developed many subtleties of expression. For example, some people don't fully understand the difference between the terms blatant and flagrant. Well, those of us who've taken the trouble to look them up know that blatant means glaringly conspicuous or obviously noticeable, whereas flagrant means smelling of nice scent. <laughs> But as the meanings of words are constantly moving on, I'd like the teams to share with us some new definitions they may have spotted for themselves. Andy, would you care to start, please? Uh, dichotomy. Uh, a surgical procedure for the removal of an unwanted Welshman. 
The letters are coming in as we speak. Graham. Varnish to disappear in Mayfair. <laughs> Jim. Piccanini. The voting system for a new Tory leader. <laughs> Barry. Banshee. Gentleman's Club. <laughs> Frogspawn. Blue movies for the French. <laughs> and uh, Frigate, a ship that nobody cares about. <laughs> Cauterised. This is Cyclops when he's squinting. Um, xylophone, oh. or to pronounce it correctly, <laughs> xylophony, the Greek goddess of Scrabble. <laughs> Shingle. <laughs> Sean Connery's definition of a bachelor. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, a responsible dog owner. <laughs> <laughs> Supersede. Clark Kent's sperm sample. <laughs> Spectacular, a short-sighted vampire. Culot, post office. <laughs> Geriatric, fine bowling spell by a German cricketer. <laughs> Piano, a musical shipping line. <laughs> Ada, Derbyshire expression meaning I have slept with that woman. <laughs> Defibrillate, to interpret the meaning of Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> Libel, Australian price tag. <laughs> Shellfish. A bit like a shelf. <laughs> Abscond to steal someone's cream tea. <laughs> Urdu, Liverpool coiffure. <laughs> okay, the teams are going to sing for us now. Blimey. This is a game called Pick Up Song, where the object is to try to keep time while singing along to a well-known song. Samantha spent so many hours down in the gramophone library researching this that she's become quite friendly with the kindly old archivists. They often ask if they can borrow her portfolio album, as they're keen to know what she looked like in her modelling days. It always cheers them up when they find Samantha's left it out on the table for them to inspect. <laughs> Samantha is now poised at the disco desk and ready to play in the team's records. At my signal, she'll turn the volume down to nothing. If on its return you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original teams, I'll be awarding points. What do points mean? Prizes! This week's prize would make a... Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Sod you for that. <laughs> This week's prize would make an ideal gift for a favourite uncle who's concerned about his wife's security. It's this electronically coded anti-theft device. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Right, you can start, Barry, and I'd like you to oh. accompany Elvis Presley singing The Wonder of You. Give me hope and consolation. You give me strength to carry on. And you're always there to lend a hand in everything I do. That's the wonder, the wonder of you. The glasses, please. And when you smile, the world is brighter. The world is brighter. Oh. You touch my hand <laughs> Your turn, Andy. I'd like you to accompany Buddy Holly now singing Every Day. Every day, it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. <laughs> Every day, it's a getting faster. Everyone say, Go ahead and ask her. Love like yours will surely come my way. <laughs> Every day. Seems a little longer every way. Love's a little stronger, come up me. Do you ever long for true love from me? Every day, it's again closer. You now, Graham, would you please accompany the Johnston brothers singing Hernando's Hideaway? A dark, secluded place A place where no one knows your face A glass of wine, a fast embrace It's called Hernando's Hideaway Ole, all you see are silhouettes And all you hear are castanets And no one cares how late it gets Not at Hernando's hideaway. Ole. <laughs> At the golden finger bowl or any place you go. <laughs> you can meet your Uncle Max and everyone you know. <laughs> Finally, Tim, would you please accompany the Velvet Underground with their charming song, I'm Sticking With You? I'm sticking with you Cos I'm made out of glue Anything that you might do I'm gonna do too You held up a stagecoach in the rain, in the rain And I Saw you hanging from a tree, and I may 
believe it was me. I'm sticking with you. Cause I'm made out of glue. Anything that you like to I'm gonna get you <laughs> That right. song could get on your nerves, couldn't it, that song? Oh, no, it could not. <laughs> the next game is Sound Charades. This is the team's fine homage to that TV classic, Give Us a Clue. In the original, the team scored points by miming book, song or film titles against a time limit. The undisputed master of the genre was Lionel Blair, who would use every ounce of his mime acting skills. None of us will ever forget the gasps of amazement when he spent a frustrating two minutes trying to fit in the whole of the man on the flying trapeze. <laughs> There's not too much double about that on top <laughs> Tim and Andy, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Right, you're guessing this one, Barry and Graham. Off you go, Tim and Andy. Three words, it's a film, and it goes something like this. So, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, what do you reckon we should do then? Well, I reckon we should stay stum uh -huh. and carry on with the needlework. So... <laughs> so... So... No, needlework. No, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The end. Oh. <laughs> Needlework, sewing, tapestry, right. tatting. Yeah, that's uh, the right sort of area. Not quite <coughs> got the word yet. Uh, uh, darning. D that darn <laughs> cat. <laughs> Disney. What success. in time saves nine? Stitch. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well done. Oh, keep stum. Lilo. Lilo and Strick. Lilo and Strick. Right, your turn, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. White heat. White heat. It's, um... Two, two words. words. Film. Mm. Here we go. Uh, you know that thing on the end of a baby's bottle... You mean the baby? No, no, no. <laughs> no, the rubber thing goes in the baby's mouth. Yeah. You ever thought what a strange name it's got? <laughs> I wonder... <laughs> I wonder what reason there is for calling it that. Well, there must be some reason. Must be some reason, you'd think, yes. But what possible reason could there be to call it that? I mean... Well, it's a mystery. It's a mystery to me as well. All I can the tell things you. they could call it. What yeah. possessed them to call it that? We'll probably never know. But... No, never know. Fascinating, well, though. What but... were they thinking of calling it that? I don't know. Why? Of I all don't know. of all the words to choose, <laughs> what reason could they no. have? No idea. No idea. Well, there well, we I are. must be off. I must be off now. <laughs> Two words. Two words, yeah. Two words. W why it's teeth? <laughs> teeth. What? No. <laughs> White teeth. Oh! <laughs> Is that it? 
Well, is that not a book? It was never a book, was it? White Heat. Oh, I see. White, White Heat. What do you yeah. think it was? <laughs> That's fantastic. We got, that didn't right, get it, didn't then. I've just it, got it completely... No, I said White Heat, I remember now. Yeah. Oh, Lee, I remember you saying that. Don't you, audience, I, I said... No. It sounded like White Teeth. And, big, and because Cheap. Barry, being a bit elderly, <laughs> didn't hear it clearly. White Heat, yeah. Oh, for a moment there, I lost all sense of time. <laughs> I've heard you play. <laughs> it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. <laughs> but first, I notice we've received just less than two letters this week. <laughs> and it comes from a Mrs Trellis of North Wales. She writes... <laughs> she writes, Dear Dale, bet... <laughs> Bet you can't guess who I bumped into at the opticians the other day. Thought not, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs Trellis. And on with the game, which this week will be played to the Burlington original rules, as defined by Stovold. So, all WC postcodes count double, but cannot be followed by a consecutive WC code. Crescents are wild, as Rule 42 is, of course, suspended. Got that? All right. OK, it... Tim, will you start? <clears throat> it's almost impossible oh. for 42 suspended. Is it suspended the whole way through? Well, it yeah. always is, in Burlington rules. Bromley by Bow. Yeah, he's a bit exposed. Well, I can, I can go... I yeah, can but go... our listeners can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you here, but the listeners can't see that either. <laughs> Crescents are wild. Mm. Um, Regency Crescent. Yeah. Should we be playing these rules? Hasn't Stovall been discredited? <laughs> Made of vow. Oh, very good. Oh, very oh, good. Oh, yeah, nice. Burlington Original. Excellent. Yeah. Oh. Um, Leicester Square. But that's a that's a second WC, isn't it? No, not after Made of no. I think they've got two there now. Okay, Leicester Square. Yeah. Wembley. No, North Wembley. Strand. The Strand. Which? Yeah. Which? Thank you. <laughs> Is it Strand or the Strand? <clears throat> the Strand. Are you the... sure Stubble wasn't discredited? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you soon will be. <laughs> Westbourne Grove. <clears throat> Rainer's Lane. <clears throat> Which counts as a crescent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because it's. <laughs> It does. Yep. Have Sky ever thought of televising this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shepherd, Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> Westbourne Terrace. Oh, well, hang on. Well, can you do that? No. Did you, do that? you might be right about Stovall. Why did you do that? <laughs> Not in your gate. I want to get through. No, Harry, take your time. What? <laughs> Notting Hill Gate is no. Archway. Cyprus. <laughs> that, excuse me, that's between Beckton Park and Gallion's Reach. You're making this up. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm Docklands Light. Did. Docklands Right. Oh, no, More into yeah. presents! Wow. Oh, that's, no, that's Tim just completely, you. completely wrong. Tim, you're just getting upset because you threw it away. Don't I didn't worry about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but the whole point of it. Sorry! Just in fact, come on. I said we shouldn't play. Come, a ruling, please. 
About oh, time. I don't care. <laughs> it's music time again with Swanee Kazoo. The swanny whistle and the kazoo may seem an unlikely pairing, but they actually go together as naturally as ice and skating, ballroom and dancing, or barrel and scraping. <laughs> Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell. As a matter of fact, listeners may be interested to learn that Colin once composed a symphony in B-flat with two overtures in C and A. That must... <laughs> That must have been a slow afternoon for him on the underpants counter. <laughs> right, our first song is If I Were a Rich Man, and it will be performed by Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. Your turn now, Tim and Andy. Would you please provide a version of The Stripper to be performed by Andy Hamilton on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanee whistle? And a one, a two, a three, four, five, six, seven, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to squeeze in the equestrian ball. Our own Samantha is something of a keen horsewoman and tells me that she's off to see a trainer who's offered her the chance of a couple of races he wants her to contest. She's quite excited as he's prepared to drop his jockeys to enter her new market. <laughs>
So while she's away, I'll ask the teams to suggest the possible late arrivals at, at a society ball for horse lovers, riders, jumpers and racers. Graham, will you start, please? Will you welcome, please, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Castoresis <laughs> and their son, Don Castoresis. <laughs> Tim. Oh, look, there's Mr. Point. Sorry, I know it's a bit rude to point to point. <laughs> Barry. Good gracious, it's Nelson Mandela's extrovert first wife. No. Known no. to us all as Loud Winnie. <laughs> From the troubled jockey club. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. No Way I'm Talking to Panorama. <laughs> and their suspicious Welsh son, Geraint No Way I'm Talking to Panorama. <laughs> Mr. Welcome, visitors from Germany. Uh, a big party, all with the same name. Fifteen hands. <laughs> from Coventry. Really? Mr and Mrs feeling some pervs looking at me and their bareback equestrian daughter. God, I have a feeling some pervs looking at me. <laughs> and a big warm welcome, please, for Mr and Mrs Enting. And their daughter, who can't get enough of it, three-day Eve Enting. <laughs> Will you welcome all the way from Ascot? Here is Mr Singh. That's Ray Singh from Ascot. <laughs> welcome, please, Mr and Mrs One On. And their, <laughs> and their son, who has a bad case of the wind, Tutor One On. <laughs> From the Middle East, will you welcome, please, Sheikh Bet on That and his gambling addicted son, Mustafa Bet on That. <laughs> A big warm welcome, please, for Mr. and Mrs. Nala Taintree <laughs> and their grandmother with her new teeth, their gran, Nasha Nala Taintree. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. The Fifth Stakes. <laughs> And their foul-mouthed son, <laughs> King George the Fifth. And all the way from Ireland, Mr. and Mrs. O'Pony, and their son Paul O'Pony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's this? Who is it? Who is, Who is it? This is Mr. and Mrs. Bennett, I bet on that horse at ten to one, and it came in at half past three. And their son, Gordon Bennett. This is Mr. and Mrs. Scumming to the last fence now, and their commentator son, Andy Scumming to the last fence now. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the delicate young deer fawn of time sups at the clear spring water of destiny, and the manager of Waitrose booted up the arse of fate. <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show. So from Samantha, myself, the teams and the good people of Malvern, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Andy Hamilton and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>